0: Hey guys, we're back for part two of clinical placements. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so this keep- time uh Haley's clinical placements, which were an online school. Yes. Which she's at an online school. If you are interested in an in person school, then go check out my clinical uh, placement mm-hmm. episode. Um, probably right before this.
1: Yes. Um, so continue for this week's episode. Hi, I'm Melissa Joseph. I'm a certified speech-language pathologist. And I'm Haley McHugh, and I'm a certified speech-language pathologist assistant. And we're the Pediatric Speech Pals. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Woo. Okay, this week we're doing, or this episode, we're doing the part, part two, two of clinical placements, um, mm-hmm. because I know a ton of you want to hear about it. Um, <laughs> uh, but like Melissa said in the intro, if you want yep. to hear more about a traditional school of, in person, um, talk she'll tell you about her clinical placements and how it was Mm -hmm. for her and basically how that works at an in-person school yeah now I'm going to share how it works in my school and how it's been personally for me online Uh, for my online program yes so for me how it works like logistically is that I have like a clinical placement like coordinator which every person does but specifically she is someone that mine's a woman it could be a male but she either lives in southern california or she knows i'm pretty sure she lives in southern california area but basically she finds placements for me like i give them my address and then they give me a radius they give you they say a 45 mile radius of where you can go to placement that's pretty far yeah it is well i mean now i drive two hours to my placement now so yeah so and I know other people whose place in my in my cohort whose placements are far away so yeah it just depends um but that's how it works for mine so she basically goes and finds the placements and then I'll get an email saying that like this clinic is interested in you Mm -hmm. and then wait till the supervisor emails you and then they'll email me asking to set up an interview and then I'll either do the interview over zoom or I'll go in person to that clinic and do the interview there and like we said in Melissa's episode about her placements like you interview like a job like they are interviewing like multiple other students you have to dress professional yeah you there's things that you can and cannot say like you can't tell them what days you want to work or what days you're available like you are available to them as what they please
0: because grad school is your first priority
1: yes um so that's how it goes and they let you know if you get in or you don't get in Mm -hmm. and then you um then if, if you get in, then they'll let you know and they'll tell you like the days and stuff that you're replaced.
0: Yeah. Um, and if you're interested, we're doing an episode. Maybe it's probably out. I don't know. On the um clinical placement interviews.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So yes. Go check that out. Go check that out. Either um, next week or <laughs> Or, or if you're listening to this and it's already out, then go, go listen to it. it.
1: Yeah. Um. But anyways,
0: so that's how that
1: works and then mm-hmm. so, like my school though like sometimes they might have a more difficult time finding placement so they have reached they had reached out to me asking if i like knew anyone willing to take um, places but you can't like really contact them like basically all I could do would be like hey are you available to taking students this trimester or this time year like time frame and then they would say yes or no and if they said yes and I would say okay can I give your information to my school yeah and they would say yes and that's as much as I can could, could communicate for yeah and then the school would do the rest for that just because they just like don't I don't know logistics wise it just works like that
0: um and because I know probably somebody will ask uh Haley goes to University of St. Augustine. Oh, yes. I go to University of Augustine. It's based out of Dallas, um, but there are multiple campuses.
1: There's actually one opening up in San Marcos. Well, we do have a campus there, but it's only OT and PT, mm. and now they're opening up the speech um, in San Marcos. Sweet. Yeah. So that's where I go to school. And anyways, so that's the logistics sides of things, and that's how it works. Um, how my school is like a, what is it? My program's shorter, so what is that called? When you condense everything. You know, no. So usually grad school is two years, but mine's twenty <laughs> months. So basically, you do a lot more, and sh- you do everything, but in a shorter amount of time. Uh, I can't think
0: of the word either. Yeah, I'll, I'm never. thinking for you. Keep
1: talking. Yeah, when it comes to you, let me know. I will. So I did. So mine are in so I have five trimesters. So the first trimester, you do nothing. You like, you do simu case. Okay. Expedited. Accelerated. Uh, yeah okay so i am in an accelerated program of 20 months (laughs) so your first term you do your first trimester i did um simu case which every school does it's the worst but it's fine which is basically simulation cases online and then we did the second trimester we did the pro bono clinic so most schools if you're lucky uh, mine had it but they have pro bono clinics which are when like the professors and faculty like our supervisors, but the students run the clinic. So mm. you like provide the services to people um for them for free. So they get the services for free and the school does it because then the students can learn. So mm-hmm. I had a virtual, I had a, I had a, I was with a child. He was like maybe nine. He was Arctic and I saw him twice a week for an hour via Zoom, like via teletherapy. And then the supervisor was there. And we just did a session two times a week for an hour. That was one kid you had? I only had one.
0: He was tick for an hour? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot. (laughs)
1: yeah um and then you do like they might like be like if you if your kiddo didn't or your person didn't need an evaluation then you would you could like people come in needing initial evals all the time so i like signed up to do that Mm -hmm. so i did another initial eval and basically everything's online which is very doable now because this happens in real life so and these are real people and they were in texas when so they were in texas and then i treated them which works as a student because it doesn't matter where you live as a student. School. Yeah, yeah. As long as the the licensed SLP is in the state of the student or the patient that is there getting treated.
0: Um, also, we mentioned this in the last video, but um, or part one, but just to clarify as well. Um, so basically. Uh, as a grad school placement you have to do a hospital setting a adult setting and a um, setting a pediatric setting
1: oh did you yeah. say that yeah um, it's medical medical hospital yeah yeah medical is be- better medical adult pediatric yeah
0: and uh i did four you did four
1: yeah but this is like the pro bono clinic yeah so three technically
0: okay so, so i guess that three varies. like
1: true placements yeah so i still had to do yeah i had a session twice a week <clears throat> for you know a whole trimester and then my so then that was that and then also as your placements go along you like get longer days so like you are supposed expected to do more so like my first placement was like two days and then it's supposed to be three days and then four days is your last placement you're technically supposed to be like full-time anyways so my first placement was in like a charter it was a school placement but it was in a charter school Mm. But this charter school is like online, but not online. So I don't know. This is, like a weird school. But was that because of COVID? So the school already existed. So basically, the school is it's made for high profile like children. Mm-hmm. So children of like celebrities, children who have like a lot of like their special needs and they have a lot of services and mm-hmm. they can't like go to school you know like mm-hmm. it's too hard for them or like maybe they are a child celebrity you know like mm-hmm. things where like the traditional school doesn't work for them so mm-hmm. like it's basically like homeschooling but it's through a school Does okay. that makes sense yeah, so yeah. like you have a teacher mm-hmm. and then like your teacher gives like everything that you need to do to like your parent and then you can do it on your own time if you want but okay like I did all my services like at the school. So like people come in for the services, like the kids would come in for speech or like there were kids like, you could choose like a hybrid where like they'll go to school on like Tuesdays and Thursdays and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they're at home, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And so it varies. Like I'd see, you know, neurotypical kids to neurodivergent kids, you know, like all ranges of like, and it was a school. So it's K through high school, so 18. So I saw like all of them. So it was just like regular, it was like a little different and like do pull out or, you know, yeah. go into the classroom. Like they would just come to speech and yeah. then I would do speech. And then, um, the SLP that, so the SLP, my like technical supervisor, I never met her or saw her. I just worked with the SLP who I knew and that was my friend. She, she worked at this school. The school also has like other campuses. I don't mm. know. also very funky, but yeah. Cool that this is available. Mm-hmm. And then she would like do like on Fridays, she just did all of her IEPs on Fridays. So like anything that like so every Friday she would work from I think home that's and what do my school did too. Yeah, every Friday. And it was like different. So yeah. It was fine. It was really great. I liked working with my friend. It was really cool to see how she does speech, you know, because everyone's different in their techniques. And she uh, was really, she loves AAC and was like the AAC mm-hmm. specialist at the school. So she did a ton of like AAC evals. Um, she mostly did a lot of assessments. So, cause she loves assessments. So I got to see a lot of assessments, which was really cool and give a lot of assessments. So I really like that. Um, she was super awesome. It was great getting to see how it works, um, even though it wasn't traditional, but I could see like I I understand what schools do now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, it was she knows a ton about AAC, so I learned a lot from that. Um, and then I that was my first placement. And then my second placement um, was at a private practice, a pediatric private practice. Um, It was zero to 22 was this practice. But like most of the kids I saw, like the oldest, I did see like one or two kids that were like 18, but most of them like oldest was like maybe seven. So like it was your true PEDS practice. Um, And this is just like your regular like multidisciplinary practice. Um, So I'll say my first supervisor, let's just say it was my friend. She was awesome, very supportive, super nice. She also went to University of St. Augustine, so mm. she like knew how it went. She's actually the reason why I went to University of St. Augustine because mm. she was like, hey, you should check out this program. Like it fits your lifestyle. So she was super awesome and I could ask like candidly ask a lot of questions without like, you know, yeah. I, you know, sometimes I feel I ask a lot of questions, but like, you know, like I didn't want to be judged, you know, if they yeah. were stupid or not. And she also like gave me a lot of leeway to like, we would like learn from almost from each other because I work in the field and like I like other things and she does so like she had some kids that like were our tick that I could do I showed her some like oral motor techniques or some things to like elicit some sounds in a different way through like oral motor which was really cool mm-hmm. and exciting and then I got to learn like because she had a lot of, of praxic kids too that were using devices and so it was just like cool it was cool to work together it was super collaborative which I'm like all about all that stuff totally So she was awesome and I learned a lot. And then my next place was at a pediatric clinic, which I will say I did already go with like a slight chip on my shoulder because I really wanted to get placed where I worked because I was like, I already worked there. I wouldn't have to cut back more hours. I could like treat the kids that I already treat, which is like zero chance that I was ever going to happen because I'm not supposed to work and it would be a total cheating. I'd scam the system, but it's fine. So I, Which is why I didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't get placed there. So I got placed at another pediatric clinic. I didn't like try to go with a chip on my shoulder. I just kind of was like, okay, great. And this, during the interview process, when I interviewed with this woman, like you send them a resume and they look over your resume and she was like, oh, you're a slipper. That's great. Like, what are some things that you're hoping to learn or what do you expect to do? And I was telling her that, I want to do the oral facial myology stuff and a lot of oral motor. And she's had claimed, she had told me that she that's like she's her jam and she loves that. And she's got all these certifications for and she's doing all these things. And we're talking about tongue ties. And I was like, wow, this is going to be great. Like, I'm really excited to like so like an SLP who like practices it and I get to now go and watch her do it and like learn more, you know, like other than what I'm learning already on my own. And I was like, great. And it's already in the population that I like. So like, this is great. Um, so I went to the placement and I was excited and it was a slight chip in my shoulder because I was like, okay, well, I don't know. It was like, I'm all making money. So this is free work for what I already do. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Clearly, uh, you're over it. I'm well over it. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> anyways, it turned out to be the worst placement in the whole entire universe. It was <laughs> pretty bad. She was. But a, because of the supervisor. Yeah, she was a terrible supervisor. She's not a terrible person. She is a great, she's a very nice person, but she so this is I learned a lot I learned a lot of like you know that the things of like sometimes like you hear like that they tell you in school too like you are a student and like you do kind of have to like go with the flow and fall like suit you just have to
0: remember you're a student like yes because like yes it feels like oh you know I have a caseload blah blah and I think like some people get in their head a little too much thinking like I these are my kids but it's like no you're still a student yeah you're still a student you're still learning and so that
1: was fine but you need to know when it is right to advocate for yourself and when things are not right your situation was different though well okay so I'll just say so I'll just say what happened so basically uh, this supervisor was doing things that
0: I was unethical and there was no research to back it and like in general unethical not just like Haley thought it was unethical like yes like they they were just everything she told me i was like
1: (gasps) i know and i went into it being like oh i didn't know i didn't i was like oh maybe these are cool and like for instance like she told me that lemon juice cures our tick issues And I was like... And she told parents that. And she told parents that she's making these children drink lemon juice. And at first I was like, oh, like maybe there is something to it. I don't know. And so I was asking for like more information behind it. And the only thing that she could tell me was that she just has seen it work over the 10 years of her being an SLP. And I was like, well, is there evidence behind it? Is there evidence based? And basically all that I could find about the lemon juice... Is something like with lemon would for dysphagia patients and swallowing? Yeah, that it does something for the swallowing. So, which makes sense. Which makes sense. So, but every time I was like asking for more information or like stuff like that, I there was nothing. And but so, I don't even
0: think that's the worst one.
1: It's not. But that's just one example. And so, as a student, when she would sit there and she would, you know, the kid would be having lemon juice and I'm working with a student, she'd be, you know, be like, "Hey, you need to tell them to drink the lemon juice." I was like i don't feel com like i'm not doing that so like it's hard because there were times where i was like oh okay and like did it even though i was like this wrong. but then i was like you know what this
0: is unethical like this is not well, right for I this to like, happen i mean i don't know maybe you're trying to be a little more private on this situation but like there were instances where like like she made up her own like her own way of clarify or like tr- like evaluating a child's yes. speech pattern yes and then like would make up her own. Th- it's like she wasn't a researcher; no. she didn't have any of the background. But and but she was like recommending and doing like she called everything completely different. Wrong. Everything was so wrong and so wrong. It was like just all bizarre. it was everything was like wrong.
1: Literally, she was this, like for instance, she was explaining to me why kids um have backing or whatever they can't produce k's and g's and they're fronting instead and she was like saying that like because the hyoid bone this bone connects to the hyoid bone and pulls and i'm like the hyoid bone bone is a floating bone it's literally
0: connected to no other bone well and didn't she call like Part of the words, different things? Yes, all of these things wrong. And she just was like... And then she made Haley follow that. Yes. Which is like, nobody follows that practice. Nobody would understand that. Nobody under... Like, that's not what you do. And then for Haley to have to follow that suit under her supervision, because... Otherwise, she was failing the course.
1: Yeah, so basically what happened was, like, there were things, and I basically told her, I was like, I don't feel comfortable doing these things, and I am not going to be doing these. Like, I'm sorry, but unless you, I was like, I'm all
0: for it. if you can. She show literally me. went the whole, like, you went the whole pr- thing until, like, the last week, though.
1: Well, so, well, no, so this is what happened. So midterms came up, okay? Then midterms were on Ash Wednesday, okay? I went into the clinic. Obviously, I'm Catholic. I love being Catholic. It's fine. I had ashes on my forehead it's a known thing. Okay. I showed up and she was like, Oh, she was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if having those on your forehead is going to be a good thing for today. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, she's like, you're going to need to explain to the parents when they come, like why you have those on your forehead. And I was like, no, I don't. And I was like, well, I was like, no, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. I go, I have no problem if they ask. Like, that's fine. I go, I wear ashes every year on my forehead. Every kid makes a comment about it. I have no problem telling them about it. And she was like, yeah. It's weird to go in there being like, by the way, I'm wearing this because. Yeah. And like, so then I was like, oh, well, then that's what happened. So I went to the first parent and I was like, oh, and by the way, like, it's Ash Wednesday. That's why I have ashes on my forehead. And she, my supervisor asked if I could make sure it was okay with the parent that I had that on my forehead. And then I was like. And then I asked the parent, literally, it was so awkward. The parent was like, "Um, yeah, it's Ash Wednesday. (laughs) And she was like, oh, yeah, like, we're going to go get ours later today. And it was so awkward and uncomfortable. So the next one I said, I'm sorry, but I'm not doing that to the parents. I'm not doing that for me. That is kind of religious discrimination. Like, you can't make me do that. And then anyways, well, then she gave me a D on my midterm and because she did because haley because she said i directly disobey her and then i was like no i didn't i but whatever so then it was a whole ordeal and then we had to like backtrack and like redo everything and like I passed it was fine but like if I don't pass like then I have to redo this whole placement and that puts me a whole trimester behind well, And even
0: um, all the other like SLPs who were there were like yeah, yeah they sorry were like, yeah she's
1: weird so it's fine like she's a really nice person and I don't I think that there are good qualities in her as an SLP but there are a lot of things where I was like mm. also it was just hard because I've been practicing for a little bit now and i I'm like really in love with speech so I'm not some idiot that especially Pete's I was like I don't know everything don't get me wrong but the things that I do know like I'm not stupid and also like I'm always willing to learn more and so I was like okay like I'm and she didn't know anything about oral motor she didn't have any certifications on well, it she didn't were, have it's anything not like for she, it. it's not
0: like Haley went in there and, and was like no that's not right like that's not what happened like she like or at least how That's she described it to me. yeah i mean it was like yes. she was like Haley's just not that kind of girl like she'll be like okay like cool like awesome let's do it like we're, you know what's yeah, what's wow, the backing why about, yeah why and it's more out of curiosity as to why she's saying why like why like i want to know like she's researching things yes. on her own outside of things already because she's interested yeah so it's like it's more like why is that like i want to know so i can yes. pass it on. Blah, blah blah and she didn't have any of the research no and so she just didn't have anything backing it so it just didn't make sense and then didn't you bring it to your school and they yeah, like so i told the school about it and i was like hey
1: i told my um academic advisor i was like hey i just like would like to like can we have a call like i just need some <coughs> advice i asked for advice i would call melissa to be like is this right i would also go into work and ask my supervisor and my seasoned slp's in my clinic like hey like this therapist is doing this like you know is this right or like am I like thinking that it's wrong like whatever and just a lot of things and like just her whole checks gra- and balances just yeah and like I really was very much like I Maybe, uh, I don't know. People do things different. Every yeah. therapist is different. And I don't know. Which is true. It is true. And so I was trying to learn a lot. And then, like, she also told me that, like, so I'm, like, really interested in, like, feeding and stuff and swallowing, which is, and swallowing, is swallowing. And they are terms, they are under SLPs, okay? Yeah. All right? We can do those as well. I know a lot of mostly... Occupational therapists do a lot of feeding, but speech can do feeding as well. I'm very interested in that. She told me there's no, you're, it's illegal, it's like unethical, you can't do feeding. And I was like, yes, you can. I was like, whatever. Because I asked if I could go observe feeding while I was at that clinic, but whatever, besides the point. Anyway, so it worked out. Like I ended up passing and it was fine. And she's, you know, a nice person. I hope the best to her, but I just, it was really it was basically, really the school difficult. apologized,
0: saying like that yeah you shouldn't have been in a placement like that yeah like, we're
1: sorry that was it, not
0: appropriate or yeah. ethical
1: and like at the end of the t- like by the end when I was like talking to my academic advisor it was like there's nothing they could do like I can't like go to another placement and like it's just too much work so it was just like finish it out so I basically just had to like I hated it. I had to like suffer and like be like everything that she's doing. I just don't agree with. And it's just hard. It definitely just like put me in a place where it's like, yeah, you have to like fall suit and like succumb. I'm going to say succumb, <laughs> succumb to like what they're saying, you know? Yeah. And, but at the same time, it's so hard. Cause it's like, like you got to know your place. Yeah. But, but also like, You have to advocate for yourself as a student. Like when she was like telling me that I either need to, you know, maybe I shouldn't be there because I have ashes on my forehead because it might give parents the wrong idea. I'm like, that's not okay. Like that's wrong. And I told her, I'm like, I'm not leaving. Like I'm gonna finish the day out. Like I'll go somewhere else with another SLP if you need me to. But like, I'm not leaving. And like things like that. And like you had to. I had to advocate for myself and tell her like, you know, when we would talk about the midterm stuff and like they weren't great. Like she sat there and just told me everything that I do wrong. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it wrong. What I'm doing has research back behind it and is the correct way to do it. I mean, granted, I did learn other things and new things that I didn't know before, but it's like,
0: uh, it was just hard. And like, it's just definitely not, it was super. Well, it's just not hard bad. when your basis that she's like scoring you off of is something that's not ethical well it's It's not made up it was totally made up there's a lot of made up stuff and then and also just like like, there there are strategies that work that you're like oh yeah i don't know why this works but it just works yeah like you know like with articulation and like whatever that. but this was like a completely different thing like it was just like a completely different like yeah yeah
1: like certain things yeah you're like hey i don't know this is really but it's not unethical like they're not like making kids drink lemon juice like i'm sorry this kid looks in pain why am i making them drink lemon juice i'm not making them do anything they don't want to do okay it's just like all right we got to find another situation another way to do about it i don't know it's just weird so was very happy to be done with that it was super not fun and it just sucked too because i'm like
0: this is the population i love and like yeah. Well, good thing you already worked at a clinic in that area. So it wasn't like you missed out on like the training and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like you understood I, yeah. the population there. Yes.
1: Um, so that was that. And now I'm in my last placement and actually this one is super cool. Um, so I didn't know, but there's these things called non-public schools. Um, I guess they're like a thing around the, the whole United States, but basically what it is, is the districts like decide that they can't provide the services needed for the child. So like maybe there's not enough SLPs or maybe they're too severely, you know, special needs are required to meet services and they can't provide for them. So they fund for this thing called a non-public school. And basically what it is, it's a regular school, you know, K through 12. And they also have a transition program because in special ed, you can go to 22 for school. So after high school, there's like the transition high school, which is basically where they, transition them into like adulthood um and that goes from 18 to 22 um and so this is technically my adult placement so I wasn't able to get into a medical setting uh, like a hospital or anything because I didn't have any adult uh experience and I guess I'm backtracking a little but right now SLPs are so needed um we're just like really lacking especially after COVID so A lot of places right now aren't taking students that don't have experience in like that particular setting. And it's not because you're inadequate or you're a terrible person or you sucked at your interview. It's simply because they can't like con. Like they can't give the time needed for a student that is like so green and new in that field because it does take a lot. Like if I was thrown into a hospital, I'd be like, what are we doing? Like, how does this work? I know nothing, which is how it's supposed to be as a student. You're not supposed to know things like that's why you're going to these placements to learn how to work in these settings. But they just can't afford to do that because they have to still do their job. You know, like it's just like such fast pace right now in the like medical setting. So I didn't get like a traditional like adult placement where I was working with adults. I'm sure there's other settings that there are lots of other settings you can do as an adult, but mine is at this school called a non-public school. So I'm working with the 18, 20 year olds, which are adults in the transition, but basically the district's fund for the school called non-public school. So every student is like moderately moderate to severely um special needs every student has a one-on-one aid but it's like a full-on regular school so like they do like it's been really fun because i it's now i've been doing it like the last month ish yeah month ish and like it's been the end of school so i've been got to watch the graduations they like did prom so like their art class and they have everything so ot pt speech they have like a grocery store on campus they have like a mini apartment so like the transition group like we're learning like basically how to like prep for a job how to take care of yourself if you wanted to live on your own um like how to grocery shop you know like basically all these things that you would need to speak successful in your adult life or there's like so severely special needs that they're basically setting them up for what skills they're going to use for the rest of their life so like if they're going to have a caretaker 100 of the time then like what is needed for that caretaker are basically making sure that anything that they're going to have they can use for forever so everyone that works there are literal saints so that's been really cool yeah and that's basically my clinical placements <laughs> not all of them are great but it is cool to yeah, learn
0: totally yeah definitely Anyway, so so those are our experiences
1: yes please comment your experiences like we said in the last video or experiences that you hope to have going into grad school we'd love to hear about it yeah totally and don't forget to like and subscribe and comment and follow us on instagram and on apple podcasts we really do appreciate it yeah makes
0: a difference we'll catch you next time you ever curious about where we got our research or want to learn more refer to our youtube description box where we will leave links to the resources we use we'd like to thank our producer david martinez if you want more speech tips don't forget to like and subscribe
1: to our youtube channel like us on our facebook page follow us on our instagram and tiktok at pediatricspeechpals lastly if you have any questions or concerns email us at pediatricspeechpals at gmail.com